Happy Friday here on Play by Play. Casey Gisclair here, hoping that you guys are having a wonderful day. Guess what? Sitting here in our Coastal Broadcasting Studios. Got a full show planned. I look to my right. Buddy Miller has some random traffic camera on that's showing me traffic in Jefferson Parish. I'm not sure why we have that on. It's a little bit suspicious. Kind of worried about Buddy Miller sometimes. We've got Chandler Guitros in 10 minutes. We've got Damien St. Pierre in about 30, 40 minutes. But guess what? It's game day in Southeast Louisiana. We've got high school football tonight. We've got college football tomorrow. LSU's playing in 24 hours against the Tennessee Volunteers. The New Orleans Saints, of course, are um. I was about to say rocking and rolling. No, they're not rocking and rolling. They're the opposite of rocking and rolling, but they are going to be taking on the Seahawks on Sunday. It's game day in Southeast Louisiana. We've got a terrible Thursday night football game to talk about a little later in the show. Just an absolutely god-awful terrible Thursday night football game to talk about. And we've got a fun, fun show to break down over the next 90 minutes. So strap on your seatbelt because it is game day in Southeast Louisiana. And we're fired up about that. We're going to have winners and losers tonight. Is Terrebonne going to get another win? Will they get to four and two? Can E.D. White go on the road and slay the Patterson Lumberjacks? They're going to be chanting Houdat out there in Patterson, Louisiana. They invented the Houdat chant out in Patterson, Louisiana. Something tells me the first time they see Matthew Melanson and Sternfels, they're not going to be saying a whole lot of that Houdat out in Patterson, Louisiana. We're going to be out in Napoleonville in the middle of the cane field. South Lafouche taking on Assumption. Can the Tarpons get an upset victory over the Mustangs or will Will Broussard and his Mustangs get a win over the Tarpons? You'll be able to hear it all right here on KLEB. We've got a lot of Bayou teams going and play the river. God bless your soul. Good luck with that. I don't know how much fun that's going to be for Central Lafouche and HL Bourgeois and everything of the sort. Thibodeau taking on Hanville. I don't know how good that's going to be for our local teams. God bless them in their efforts. We've got Homa Christian taking on South Plaquemine. It is game day, and we are so fired up. We've also got Major League Baseball playoffs to talk about, weekend predictions, everything in between. We've got it for you and more until 1 o'clock here on Play by Play. I'm fired up. Let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Tonight, 6.30, pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. South Lafouche taking on Assumption, making a trip out to Napoleonville. 
I don't know what the heck is in Napoleonville other than Assumption High School. Nice place, nice stadium, good people. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Dan Oss, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Whew. We've got some scores from Louisiana that have already happened around the state. Last night was a busy night for high school football. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about Draymond Green, too, man. Draymond Green has lost his marbles. What is he doing? He knocked an, a, a teammate clean out in practice. We'll be talking about that. But some scores from around the state last night. McDonough, 35, beats Abramson, 56 to nothing. Cohen Prep beats Crescent City, 76 to 18. North Lake Christian, 42, Springfield, 0. Good win for North Lake Christian. Country Day, 37, Frederick Douglass, 14, Loyola, Loyola Prep, 30, Green Oaks, 12, Guedon, 29, Elton, 13, Zachary, 33, Woodlawn of Baton Rouge, 6, a game that was actually broadcast on ESPNU. Zachary gets a victory over Woodlawn. Zachary is ridiculous. Watching Kylan Jackson and you know Eli Holstein, and they made it look easy last night against a Woodlawn team that uh, isn't too shabby. Zachary gets a comfortable victory over Woodlawn. West Feliciana, 44, St. Michael, 30. General Trask, 22, Faraday, 16. DeRitter, 42, LaGrange, 14. Leesville, 41, Washington, Marion, 18. Parkway, 55, Southwood, 6. Halo, Central Catholic of Morgan City stays hot. They get a 49-0 win over Centerville. Catholic High of Point Coupee, 42. Sacred Heart, Villeplatte, 14. Madison Prep, 39. Port Allen, 0. Welsh, 43. Grand Lake, 7. Airline, 42. Captain Shree, 14. Good win for Airline. How about Denham Springs getting a 33-0 win over Live Oak? Episcopal of Baton Rouge gets a 55-20 win over Capital. Tioga, 40. Pine Prairie, 6. Dutchtown, 27. Walker, 0. West Jefferson beats Bottable, 21-16. Basile defeats Hamilton Christian, 57-16. University Lab gets a 42-0 victory over Tyler Town of Mississippi. John Errett defeats Grace King, 47-7. One local score from last night. Vermilion Catholic pounces all over CCA, 57-6 last night. So CCA falls on the wrong end of the scoreboard. A couple of more. De La Salle, 38. Kenner Discovery, 7. Ascension Catholic, 49. St. John, 0. Delta Charter, 52. Tinsaw, 8. Sophie B. Wright, 33. Haynes Academy, 6. And the last score they will give you, Riverdale, 16. The Willow School, 7. So those are some scores from around the state of Louisiana last night. And then tonight, we've got some great matchups, man. We've got teams from all over the area who are going to be going and playing in far, far away places for Louisiana uh, local Bayou region football. But just about everybody's on the road and just about everybody's making some of the longer road trips that they're going to make during the course of their district seasons. I already told you, Central Lafouche is going on the river. They're playing Destrehan. Thibodeau's playing Honville. East St. John's playing Bourgeois. Uh, E.D. White's playing Patterson. South Lafouche and Assumption. Those are all road games that are going to be played. One of the only local games in the area tonight is going to be um, Terrebonne. 
um, <clears throat> taking on Ellender. That's just about the only local game tonight. Vanderbilt's traveling to take on Morgan City. I think South Terrebonne is hosting Lutcher tonight. Let me make sure of that. I don't want to tell you guys wrong, send you to that stadium. Uh, yeah, South Terrebonne is hosting Lutcher tonight, so that is another home game in the area. So you got a game over at Tom B. You got a game over at South Terrebonne. Everybody else in the area tonight is on the road with the exception of Homa Christian, who is going to be home tonight as well. Homa Christian is going to be hosting South Plaque. So game over at Homa Christian, game over at Tom B., game over at South Terrebonne. Everybody else in the area is on the road. This is a very road-heavy schedule for Week 6. A very underdog-heavy schedule for Week 6. Like a lot of our teams tonight, quite frankly, are not expected to win. Just being honest, just being open, they're not expected to get wins. But we'll see how it shakes out. You never know how that cookie might crumble. And tonight when we're reading the scoreboard, there just might be a few results that uh, may surprise us. And speaking of results that may surprise us in games and scores and everything of the sort, after the lights presented by Grand Now Shipyard, tonight will be live on location from Assumption High School. You know how Coach Brian Kyle, and I are doing the show tonight? We're bringing the radio equipment out of the press box and we're sitting in my car for an hour after the game and we're going to be broadcasting a remote from the parking lot out at Assumption. Hopefully they don't throw us out. We'll have a whole lot of fun and we can't wait to give that to you tonight. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'm going to Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche High School freshman football coach. Also, South Lafouche High School head baseball coach. The Tarpon freshman got a big victory, um, and we'll ask Coach Chandler about that in the next segment. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Man, in the first segment of the show, I'm over here yelling and screaming in the studio about how it's game day and how excited I am. And then now the next segue song is like the perfect tailgate, let's go party song. Man, I'm fired up. Let's go to the phone lines. I know the guy on the phone lines right now is also fired up. That's Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche freshman football coach and also head baseball coach. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, good morning, Casey. How y'all doing? Good, buddy. Uh, you guys uh, had a good showing earlier in the week, freshman football-wise. You take on Assumption and uh, get a pretty nice win, man. You guys put it on them pretty good, played pretty well from what I had heard. Uh, more signs of growth, man. The kids are continuing to progress, and they get another victory. Yeah, absolutely. Could be prouder of the way we played. Uh, the way it was, Assumption didn't have enough to make a true freshman on a true JV team. So we combined to do one game where we use or we played our freshman in the first half, and then we played our JV game uh, in the second half, which I know a lot of our guys play with the JV too. So we just all stayed on the sidelines. Uh, but in the first half, we played ten-minute quarters, scored on our first three possessions, got a twenty-two to nothing win. Uh, so it was really great just to find Peter on those first three possessions. Came out the gates ready to play, and I couldn't be more proud of the growth that this group's had, especially with you know guys coming in and out, guys getting moved up to varsity. Uh, a couple of injuries, and we just uh, putting it together at the right time, man. So just tremendous growth with this group. You know, a lot of folks are, you know, not happy with the one and four start varsity wise, and I get it. And then you'll BJ and the coaching staff and yourself, like you guys aren't happy nor satisfied with that either. But the message is pretty clear: is that look, you guys freshman wise have been playing well. You get a uh, you know victory and a half on Wednesday, and then as you said a minute ago, coach, a lot of those same boys are then playing junior varsity against older kids, and guess what? They won that half two, 12 to 8. So, man, what I'm getting at is that, you know, yeah, it's a younger, inexperienced bunch, but, boy, there's a lot, a lot of talent, and, like, whatever, you know, rainstorm we're in right now, it's about to dry out, and there's about to be a rainbow. This program's going to be, in the next couple of years, I think, very, very good. Yeah, and, look, it's, it's about developing them right now, and that's what we're trying to do at our level, but also – uh, you know, we keep our freshmen kind of separate from the varsity, and we, we're just trying to instill that winning culture that, that we want in the program. And, uh, you know, started out slow uh, uh, to start the season, but uh, they're, they're really coming around. They're really, you know, buying in, you know, especially with the offense. I couldn't be more proud. I could see every week, and you and I had talked two months ago about what we're trying to accomplish, home blocking scheme, uh, you know, just different simple route combinations, quarterbacks, what am I reading, what am I looking for? 
and uh, just playing a physical uh, brand of football on defense and flying to it. And we have progressed with that every single week. And, you know, that's what it's about. You know, as a, you know we try to win every game, obviously, that we take the field, they, score, uh, they turn the scoreboard when we want to win it. But what's more importantly is to grow uh, in our kids. And we're seeing growth and we're, uh, you know, starting to turn it around in the win-loss column at that freshman level. So I just really couldn't, uh, couldn't be more proud of the boys. You guys had had an off week, um, you know, last week with Lutcher not having a freshman team, or you guys not facing Lutcher in freshman ball. Um, were there some fresh legs, man? Were the kids more, a little more amped up than normal after having it taken away for a week? Yeah, I think so, actually. You know, uh, you know, we, we've been uh, going pretty hard since we started school, and, you know, having that week off to really work on our stuff and not worry about an opponent. And, uh, you know, them those uh, those game days take a lot out of you. You know, the uh, very physical uh, – very physical group that we have, so it's a lot of big, uh, big collisions that our kids have. So to give their body some rest, man, it's been uh, it was uh, great for them, and uh, you know, looking forward to see how far that carries us on the back half of our freshman season. What's up next? I know varsity wise, the Tarpons are taking on, I believe, Ellender. Is it next week? Well, what is it that's going to be coming around the corner, man? It's going to be Morgan. Morgan City, City yes, yes, yes. Yep. And uh, originally, we were not supposed to have a freshman game. It was supposed to be JV only. Uh, but we got uh, our coach Young got a call, I believe, on Wednesday. I found out late Wednesday night that we are going to be actually having a freshman with uh, freshman game at Morgan City next Wednesday, 5:30, with no JV. So it'll be freshman only, uh, 5:30 next Wednesday. I believe that would be the 14th at Morgan City, or the 12th. Excuse me, the 12th. That's fun, dude. You get to load up the bus, make a fairly long road trip with the kids. I know that's something that'll be one of their more memorable moments of the year, man. I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, man, there's nothing better than uh, being on a bus with a bunch of 14-year-old boys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a few things that might be better, but no, yeah, I, I understand. And they're like, uh, getting better at those road trips. That, uh, that first road trip, they didn't uh, really know how to prepare for a game. And the last uh, couple of times we loaded up the bus, I've uh, been uh, tremendous with uh, taking coaching and us explaining to them this is the way that you approach a game and approach a road trip, and they have been fantastic. So I'll say that jokingly, man. It's a good group of boys. I, um, Coach, I, you guys released your varsity schedule this past week, and we actually put it out there for the community to see. It's an interesting schedule. You guys are going to be challenged. Uh, you guys are going to be going, talking about traveling and bus trips. You guys are going to be going to play games all over. Talk about the strategy that went into that schedule, and what are some of the things you're hoping to see in a slate that's going to put you with some of the best in Louisiana. Again, I'm reading off some of the names here. I see Cecilia tournament, three gamer with North Lake Christian. You're playing CCA, the Eunice tournament. You're playing just about everybody locally. You're playing in a brutally tough district. What went into making that schedule, man? Um, so with the Cecilia tournament, the start of the year, number one, I don't, I didn't want to have four games that first week. I wanted our season to start with that Cecilia tournament, just with Jacob and Hayden being out with basketball. We lose a little bit of pitching depth uh, right there, so we wanted to delay those uh, those four games a week as long as we could. So we can open up with that Cecilia tournament, and that's just uh, you know having a great relationship with Coach Jamie Colley over there. It's a it's a good group that tests us, and it's been a good tournament. We've had success uh, most year. We've never gone through it undefeated. We've either been two and one or one and two uh, every year, but we've never gone over in it. It's been good competition, and we get to see a lot of good teams. Um, we actually got out of the John Curtis tournament. That's where the Eunice tournament. Uh, comes into play in that week three, and we were uh, we were one and five in our two years in the John Curtis tournament. I wanted to get in the tournament and uh, looking at teams in there where we could be a little bit more competitive. Uh, you know, try to get a little a few more wins in that end. And then North Lake Christian uh, is replacing our Riverdale tournament, 
And with that, uh, we played them last year. We played terrible. We had no business winning the game. We wanted to walk off home run from Darren Ducey. Uh, but we played terrible. Uh, but that's a team that's going to be comparable to us. And playing that three-game series kind of preps you for the playoff series later on down the line. So I definitely wanted to do it. And, and uh, Coach Vandeveld and I have a great relationship. So we, uh, we kind of scheduled that. And then a lot of it during the uh, actual meet of the regular season, uh, you know, seeing a Destran, a Hanville, Warren Easton, and um, Ascension Catholic, those are all just games that I, we had scheduled last year as a two-game series. We go to you, you go to us next year, that I really didn't want to break any, uh, you know, I didn't want to break my word on that, so we're going to either return trips or host those guys just to finish up our two-year deals with them. Man, um, look. I understand the reasons for only doing one round of district. I get it. But just seeing it on the schedule, it does look a little bit weird. You know, seeing just one South Terrebonne game, just one Lutcher game, and, you know, having to go to Assumption, but they don't come back to you. Like, it is a little bit awkward, I guess, what I'm getting at. And then seeing that, you know, in March and April, when it would normally be district time, you guys have far more non-district games on your schedule than you do district games in that time. It is a little bit of a different outlook, isn't it? It is, and the reason that um, all the teams in the district kind of uh, eventually came to that decision, the season got shortened up by a week because we're now playing best two out of three in the first round of the playoffs. So what that would have did is make pretty much half your schedule instead of a third of your schedule um, district games, uh, especially with uh, Letcher coming in. It would have been a 12-game district schedule, and that, that was kind of a lot in some coaches' opinions in our district. Uh, and they wanted more freedom to schedule better PowerPoint games instead of maybe having a team that's having a down year, you know, a 10-win season show up twice uh, for your PowerPoints. They just wanted a little bit more freedom with less time to play games to schedule the way they wanted. I was 50-50. I really would have been good either way. Um, I enjoy the rivalries and playing a two-game series in district. I really do. Um, you know, as you know, we've uh, we kind of – uh, put a put a lot into you know winning or competing in a district. Uh, I know a lot of schools don't, uh, but for me and for our program, it's a chance to win a championship, and we've been fortunate enough to do that the last two seasons. And we were able to go 18 and two in the best district in the state. And now adding Lutch, you got three teams um, that won state titles last year. You have us that's won back-to-back district titles. You have Assumption, who, in my opinion was either number one or two as far as the best teams that we played all year last year, uh, regardless of classification. So it's a great district. So, uh, you know, personally, I'll definitely miss, you know, just the competitive, uh, I guess it takes a little bit of the competitiveness or competitive rivalry out of it. You don't get to see them twice. Chandler, I'm sure you noticed this was how you made the damn schedule, but in the first month of the season, you guys are at home one game. That's going to be tough, man. This is going to be on the road, playing at tournaments, playing far away from home, with a younger, less experienced bunch, you guys are going to find out in that first month what you're made of is you guys are going to be up against it with just one home game. And that one home game, March 7th, is going to be against a very good CCA team. That's going to be a very, very tough first month. Yeah, for sure, and that's just how it felt. Uh, last year we actually had three of our district games, or three of our uh, first month games at home, and it flips this year because uh, we're playing all the same teams with the exception of CCA. And uh, during tournament season, you know, until we uh, we kind of get our footing down facility-wise again, we we will want to host a tournament like we were supposed to that COVID year. I definitely want to get back to that um, because it's a great weekend. It's a great event, and it uh, definitely brings a lot of people out to the park. So we definitely want to get back to that. But right now we're just uh, infrastructure-wise in our community not able to, you know, put teams in hotels and that kind of stuff. But uh, getting back to your question, yeah, with a young group, uh, you know, it, it's going to be, uh, you know, I'm not – 
I won't, I'm not going to be shocked if we go through some growing pains early on. Uh, but, you know, we have uh, each of the last two seasons, you know, we, we've challenged ourselves early and we've become better from it off the back end. And that's what a lot of the early season games are for us is, is evaluation and figuring out tinkering lineups and, uh, you know, figuring out what kids you want to go to war with. And uh, I definitely think that with the way the schedule is set up, we're going to find out really early who those kids are. LSU's playing Tennessee tomorrow. I know you're a big Tiger fan. Uh, a lot of folks are very concerned, and I get it. You know, Tennessee's got, you know, a lofty ranking and everything. But I look between the lines, Coach, and, like, they struggled defensively and gave up almost 600 yards to Florida. Florida hasn't gained offense on anybody this season but Tennessee. Then I look, and, you know, they went to overtime at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh lost at home to Georgia Tech. Like, they're they're not very good. Are you as worried as other folks? Was like, I think that tomorrow if LSU plays well, they're going to win. I, I don't know if they're going to play well. They're going to have to earn it on the field. But I think if both teams line up and play their A game, I think LSU's got a better A game than they do. I think they'll be able to move the ball. I think they'll be able to get stops. I think LSU's in good shape tomorrow. What say you? I think that the fact that the line has not moved any further than three points tells you a lot. Um, you know, uh, LSU's uh, – you know, they, last week was what it was, but they had been playing well up to that point. I think Tennessee's fool's gold, man. I really do. Um, you know, that offense, they could score on anybody, but, I mean, how many, uh, you know, Big 12 offenses that you've seen in the past? Yeah, we could in the past you could put up all the points you want, but when you get punched in the mouth, what are you going to do then? You know, so I definitely like the grit and the, uh, the character that this LSU team shown. I think the key is you can't fall down early. You can't have a slow start like you've been having. But if you come out of the gates and it's within, you know, I'd say even within 10 points, Casey, at halftime, um, I think you got a shot to really pull the upset. As, and it's really not that big of an upset. It's a three-point uh, spread. But, uh, no, I, I like it a lot and uh, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, you know, it's kind of unexplainable that the game's on at 11 o'clock and Georgia and Auburn are at 2.30. But it is what it is. That's what uh, he's made a lot more money than us and decided to do. Uh, so, uh, looking forward to it. Different for sure. Well, that bell means it's time for us to wrap up, brother. <laughs> Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, bro. Hey, we got him at the buzzer, Casey. We see you tonight. Yeah, take it easy, bro. That is Coach Chandler Gitros with South Lafouche doing a wonderful job. Let's catch a break when we get back. Huh, let's talk some Thursday night football. Let's talk some Draymond Green. Let's sprinkle a bunch of stuff in there. We'll have a little variety segment in the next segment of the show. MLB score, the bottom of the fourth inning, Tampa Bay and the Guardians 0-0. Zero zero. That's for your folks who are listening live on the radio. If you're listening on the podcast side, the game's probably over by now. Pay me no mind. But we'll talk about a little bit of everything in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Probably one of the worst NFL games that I've ever seen last night. But it was so bad that it was going to actually be one of the more memorable NFL games that I've ever seen. With the Colts getting a 12-9 overtime victory over the Denver Broncos. There was some of the worst quarterback play that I have ever seen in this game last night. You got Matt Ryan. who And look, we nailed it, right? On yesterday's show, we nailed it. We were talking about this on yesterday's show. What did we say? Russell Wilson looks old. He doesn't run anymore. He's not effective. He can't stand in the pocket. He can't beat you. He's turning over the ball. He's making mistakes. He's not an effective player anymore. The Broncos paid $200 million to a dud. We said that yesterday. What did Russell Wilson do yesterday? 21 of 39. That's low efficiency. The yards are okay, 274. Two turnovers. No touchdowns. Brutal bad turnovers, mind you. What did old Matt Ryan do? What did we say about Matt Ryan yesterday? By having Matt Ryan on your team, you are consenting to the idea that you're going to have 35 to 50 yards a game of sack yardage, which amounts to 7 to 10 false start penalties every game. That's what 35 to 50 yards are. That's 7 to 10 false start penalties a game that you're agreeing out front, yep, put it on me, by having Matt Ryan at quarterback. What did Matt Ryan do yesterday? He got sacked six times, 51 sack yards. So that's There's your 10 false start penalties. He turned it over twice. 
Were the defenses good last night? Yeah, they were all right. They, they played well. But on fourth and one with the game on the line, Russell Wilson drops back to pass. He has a free running receiver wide open in the end zone. Not even looking that way. There's a dude running right down the middle, wide open, underhand throw it to him. You're going to score a touchdown. You're going to win 15 to 12. Now let's throw it into traffic instead. That's the dirty little secret with Russell Wilson is that throughout his career, he's always kind of low-key been overrated. In Seattle, right? They're winning games. They're going to the playoffs. They were winning games 20 to 13. They were winning games 17 to 10. They were never scoring 40 and 50 points. Russell Wilson just wasn't losing it for him. And then their defense, you know, Wagner and Sherman and Chancellor and uh, Thomas, all the great defensive players that Seattle had, they were the ones that were winning the game. Russell Wilson has always low-key been this way. Now it's just more profound. He's older. He's not as athletic. He's not running the ball. But he's always slightly been overrated, right? But then now he gets this $200-plus contract. We're in year one. There is no worse situation in the entire NFL right now than the Denver Broncos. Think about it. I'm not saying they're the worst team in the NFL. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying they're the worst situation in the NFL right now. Don't roll your eyes. I'm telling you the truth. They're year one, year one of a 200 plus million dollar quarterback contract. Year one of that. And the guy already looks washed. You're one year in. So you got a quarterback that you're locked into that can't play anymore. Your head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, is about to get fired five games into his tenure because he doesn't know what the hell to do whenever the game is close. Three games into his tenure, the head coach had to hire a babysitter, a consultant, a guy to be in his heat, in his ear during the games letting him know, Coach, you're about to make a big mistake. I like head coaches that don't have to be babysat throughout NFL games. Nathaniel Hackett's five games in, they're about to fire him already. You've got an aging defense, a defense that has some really good players, but they're not going to be great for much longer because they're getting up there. And then, oh yeah, elephant in the room. You're in the AFC West. Mahomes isn't going anywhere for a decade. Herbert isn't going anywhere for a decade. Carr's got at least four or five more years left. So everyone that you're facing in your division is good and young at quarterback. Denver is the worst situation in the entire NFL. They're locked down. They've got a dunce as a head coach. They've got a quarterback that can't play anymore, and you owe him $200-plus They're going nowhere in a hurry. They're 2-3. and three. They're not very good right now. This is as good as that their team's going to be. It's going to only get worse from here. From the Indianapolis perspective, you ain't much better, bro. You got Matt Ryan, who's 37. He's throwing the ball to the other team making big mistakes throughout the course of the game. That was an ugly game last night. The only people who were satisfied with that game last night were people who bet on the under. I was one of them, but even still, I would have rather lose my $5 bet and watch an entertaining game than have to stomach that. On the Major League Baseball side, it is now 
Still scoreless at the top of the fifth inning between Tampa and Cleveland. We got the Phillies and the Cardinals at 107. We got the uh, Mariners and the Blue Jays at 307. And the Dodgers, uh, not the Dodgers, the Padres and the Mets at 707. Those are your wild card round matchups today. Now let's talk about Draymond Green. I'm not a fan of Draymond Green. I'm not a fan of the Warriors. I've made that clear on this show. A lot of other folks are big fans of the Warriors. Oh, they're exciting. Oh, they, they play so well. Oh, they've changed the game. I've never liked Draymond Green. I've always thought he was a punk, and I've always thought that he was a dirty player and not a very good person, and I always thought that it was a bit um, misguided that he's getting all these opportunities working for TNT. And... No, you're a punk, and we saw it on video today. We had heard earlier in the week that Draymond Green had had an altercation with Jordan Poole at Warriors practice. The video leaked today. The video is horrific. During a dead ball, the two are kind of jawing, going back and forth. Steve Kerr steps to the middle of the floor and starts instructing the team. Draymond Green pushes Jordan Poole against the wall and then knocks him out. Knocks him out. This needs to be a lengthy suspension for Draymond Green. Lengthy suspension. Because if you do something like this in a game, you're getting 10 games at least, maybe more. If you do this in the street, like if I today go to Walmart and I see you and I push you against the wall of the freezer at Walmart in the deli and then I knock you out, I'm walking out of there in handcuffs. In society, we're not a society that is one to just assault people freely. And I get it. It's sports. Nothing's going to end up happening to him, right? Nothing's going to happen under the, the veil of... Oh, it, it's you know team. It's a brotherhood. You know everything's got to stay internal, so nothing's gonna happen. But if you're the Warriors, you've got to figure some things out here. Draymond Green is now 32 years old. He's gonna be 33 years old by the time we get to the meat of the next NBA season. He pushed single-handedly pushed Kevin Durant out of the door. Of that franchise would set that franchise back several years. They did eventually rebuild it, get, get healthy, get everything back together, and won it all last year. But that decision by Draymond to continually ridicule Kevin Durant, continually bully Kevin Durant, forced him out, set that franchise back two to three years. He's trying to do the same now to Jordan Poole, a 23-year-old guard who's just getting his legs under him, who averaged 18 points a game last night in Golden State. Who's more valuable long-term to this franchise? The 33-year-old bully power forward who gets you like seven points and five rebounds and four assists a game? Or the 23-year-old shooting guard who's capable of growing his game and becoming like the next Clay Thompson? A guy who could potentially score 20, 25 points per game. A guy who shoots an efficient percentage from three. He shot 39% from three in the playoffs last year. He's a 90-plus percent free-throw shooter. The Draymond thing works until it doesn't. It's great having an enforcer and a bully and you know a guy that's going to you know, rule the locker room until he starts eating his own. And I'm very curious to see how the Warriors handle this because Draymond, throughout the entire offseason, has told everyone willing to listen 
I want to play with LeBron James. I want to go to L.A. I want to play with LeBron James. Before I retire, I want to play with LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. That's all we heard all offseason. Do we maybe see an opportunity or a situation here where that could potentially be a possibility? I don't know. Just makes you wonder. The Pelicans are playing a preseason game tonight against the Detroit Pistons. I don't read anything into preseason results, though it is cool that the Pelicans won their preseason opener against the Bulls. The one thing that I want to say is this. Um, I don't know how good or, or not good the Pelicans are going to be. I do think they're going to make a leap forward. I think they'll be a mid-40s to low-50s win type team. If they stay healthy, that's a big if. Zion Williamson looks really good. Look, if I want to kick the dude when he's down and say he's fat and say that he's out of shape and everything, i got to be willing to say when he's in shape, and right now he's in shape. That doesn't excuse the fact that we are now sitting on year five or year four of this guy and it took until four years in for him to actually take his body seriously doesn't excuse that but after signing the big deal Zion does appear to be in shape and that's really cool to see for a New Orleans team that is hoping desperately that he could get healthy hoping desperately that he could have a big season because they need him to go where they're trying to go they desperately need him let's catch a break when we get back we'll talk about all this same stuff that we just spoke about Thursday night football um you know, Draymond Green, maybe a little Pelicans. We'll also talk some LSU and some Saints. We've got Damian St. Pierre on deck. We'll chat with D in the next segment. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too. Through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. 
Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Baby, you a song. You make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got until 1 o'clock. So that means we've got 40 minutes to go. We'll spend about the next 20 of those 40 with my man who's on the phone lines now. That's Damian St. Pierre, president of South Lafouche Biddy Basketball, and then also the head boys basketball coach at Golden Meadow Middle School, and then a proud recruiter over with Dan Oss. Brother, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, you missed one thing, Casey. I'm now the head coach for the girls as well at oh, Golden Meadow. Doing some Kenny Lacey stuff out there, huh? Man, if I only if I could be like Kenny, man. Kenny does a great job at, at training, coaching, all, all, all of that good stuff. Awesome, dude. Well, congratulations on that. That's awesome. I, um, I appreciate that. Let's start first um, with a little bitty basketball update. I know you guys are getting super close. Earlier in the week, we kind of helped you guys out by you know promoting that you guys got some coaching vacancies. Have that? Have those all been filled up, man? No, we are still looking at the moment. Um, a, a lot on our older boys side. Uh, we started doing drafts on Monday of this week. I think teams started practicing a little bit this week. Um, of course, we're not going to play the games without everybody being, um, you know, everybody being on board. But we are still looking for a few coaches. We got more drafts scheduled on Tuesday after the fall break is over with in Lafourche Parish, and looking to, looking to to try to get started within the next couple of weeks. Uh, our older kids, especially, being that you know school ball is just around the corner. Very good. Um, in terms of you know, whenever you guys feel those, I mean, you're still ready to rock and roll in the coming weekends. So that that's the plan. Uh, like I said, we got a couple of groups that have started practicing already, so they'll they'll be ready to go. And as soon as we can get them coaches lined up, we'll start drafting. And you know, the the older kids, it's a lot about just getting the shape and getting the basketball back in their hands. You know, they they're they're pretty much aiming for that school ball um, tryout and, and and season. And then the younger ones, we're going to take a little bit more time with, focus on fundamentals and trying to get them um, you know better at the game of basketball and enjoying the game of basketball and just. You know that's that's kind of what we do with that with those younger groups. Good stuff, um, man. Let's talk a little LSU for a second. The Tigers are taking on Tennessee tomorrow in Death Valley. LSU didn't play well Saturday, but guess what? Last Friday, you and I both said, "Hey, LSU's probably not going to play well against Auburn. They're on the road. You know, it's going to be the first time on the road you're facing an opponent that's kind of you know doesn't have a whole lot to lose, but they found a way to win." Now you're facing a Tennessee team, and a lot of folks are like, "Well, if you play that same way, you're going to get clobbered." 
And those folks aren't wrong. But I look at Tennessee, and I said this earlier in the show, it's a Tennessee team that gave up 600 yards offense to Florida, a Florida offense that's not very good. It's a Tennessee team that went on the road and needed overtime to beat Pittsburgh, a Pittsburgh team that last week lost at home to Georgia Tech. I don't know know how good Tennessee is. And with that having been said, I told this to Chandler Guitros early in the show. If LSU plays the way LSU is capable of playing, I think they're going to win tomorrow. I really do. I really believe that. If they play well, I think they're going to win tomorrow. Uh, It's going to be a close game. We have to avoid that slow start. Um, You know, it's refreshing to have a coaching staff that comes out and say, "Hey, we didn't." Pretty much tell us that hey, we didn't think Robbie Ashford could do this to us, and they geared for something else. Auburn did something else, and then they, they, they adjusted to it, and we ended up taking care of business in the second half. I can tell you that game has, has led – that Auburn game led me to drinking in the second half, <laughs> which was a little bit rough. That, uh, just my heart and soul is with the Tigers, and you know I'm going to head out to Baton Rouge tomorrow morning, hopefully not too, too early, but that 11 o'clock start is going to be something special. Um, we have to avoid the slow start that, we, that we've seen to be a common theme in, in, the, in the last few games. and. Um, we can't get in the track meet. LSU has to has to have longer offensive possessions to try to limit that Tennessee offense. I think we could attack them in the secondary. I think they're vulnerable in the secondary, but I don't know if we could if we could exploit that. Jaden Daniels holding on to the to, to the football is that that players only meeting that happened early, early this week. Uh, you know, with the White House, maybe maybe that's a a trust thing. Hey, give me some one on one opportunities, and maybe we could get our our stud receivers some some longer plays down the field, but I want to test this. If I'm, if I'm Brian Kelly, which Lord knows I'm not, I want to test that secondary. I want to have some longer possessions. I want to keep myself in the game, especially in that first half. We know that LSU can play with anybody in the, in the country in that second half. We just have to, we have to maintain. Um, it's gotta be, it's gotta be close. And I heard Chandler say kind of the same thing. You know, if we could keep it within a, a one or two scores, we'll be all right. But Last time LSU had a had an eleven o'clock kickoff was a game that we didn't think we had a chance in. That was last year against Florida, and look what happened. So, um, definitely a good opportunity. Tennessee came in, like you said, their wins over Pittsburgh and Florida. That would maybe have been impressive at the time, but not so much now. Pittsburgh losing to Georgia Tech, and Florida not being able to to convert an actual completed pass is is, is suspect at best. <laughs> yeah, man. Look. One of the things that kind of has me nervous right now is about two and a half weeks ago. And look, I'm a huge Brian Kelly guy. Anybody who listens to the show knows that. You know that. Um, but I think one of the mistakes that Brian Kelly's made this year is he kind of openly and publicly said, like, yeah, we would like Daniels to not run so much. And yeah, we'd like him to be in the pocket a little more. Since that time, the last couple of weeks, he looks stuck. He looks like he's out there, and then like he kind of flinches like he wants to go in the pocket but or go out of the pocket. In the back of the mind, he's like, no, coach wants me to stay in here, and it's just not working. And he looked very uncomfortable Saturday against Auburn. Now, I'll say this. If not for about five or six drops, instead of being 8 of 20, he would have been about 14 for 20, and the whole conversation would be different. But I think that this week, if I were Coach Kelly, and again, like you said, I'm not, I would have pulled him aside and said, bro, just go play. Just go have fun. Because it looks like, and it looked like Saturday, he was just thinking too much. And a lot of times, when you remove that mental aspect of the game and just go play, you get better results. I'm, I'm with you on that. As soon as It looked like as soon as he had the opportunity to use his legs and run down the field a little bit, that he got in kind of a... a, a, a he got a momentum behind him. Maybe he's like Joe Burrow and he needs to get that first hit before he could actually start playing in the game. 
but he did. The pocket uh, collapsed on him a couple times, and that's plays in the first four games or first uh, three or four games that he would have rolled out and you know made a play with his legs. But once that you know we got to the to the heart of the game and the end of the third and early fourth, and he started taking off, it seemed like he got in that rhythm, and that's the rhythm that we need to be in. And unfortunately, you know, with a, with a team like Tennessee, you, you, you kind of want to keep the ball away from him, but at the same time, you still got to get in that offensive rhythm. And Jaden Daniels seems to play better in that rhythm, in that quick set, and that's you got to play to that to that skill set. I'm gonna tell you what, Casey, we we are forcing the ball to Mason Taylor, and I, I just can't understand yeah. why. Um, it's it's unbearable to watch at times, and a, a lot of the, those incompletions that you're talking about, the drops come from him. And that's for him not running those routes right. Uh, I'm not putting that all on Jaden Daniels. I don't know why we're continually force feeding him the ball. I get you. I, look, I had the same discussion, and in fact, the, the the little troll that I said was, you know, a lot of the folks at the at the watch party that I was at Saturday, they said, "Man, why can't we get number seven the ball?" And the joke that I made was, "Well, put him an '86 jersey on, and he'll get the ball every single play." <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, let, let, let's talk about the Saints now, man, as New Orleans falls out in London um, to the Vikings, and, and now they're heading to a matchup with Seattle. I've said this throughout the whole week. This is a huge game for the Saints for so many different reasons. Look, I don't know what's going to happen this year. I don't think the Saints are a contender. I don't know that they think that they're a contender. But for Dennis Allen at home, if you drop to 1-4 and four and you lose to Seattle, you're in trouble. Because a couple of things. A, the record wouldn't be good. B, I think you start to lose the locker room. And then C, if you're one and four and you're facing the Bengals in the dome next week, that's going to be a road game, like a loud road game at home. That would be embarrassing as hell. New Orleans better play well Sunday against what I think is an inferior opponent in Seattle. Look, last week, very, very winnable contest against Minnesota. And I'm, I think I'm in the minority. I enjoyed the 8.30 start time. I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. Um, but Andy Dalton is your, and unfortunately, Andy Dalton is your answer at quarterback. He can make plays that he that he's capable of making, which are not going to be the, the 50-yard field, you know, 50-yard throws down the field. He's going to make the plays. He's going to get the ball in space to the right people. Chris Olave is an emerging star in the NFL. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, and Andy Dalton, seems, they seem to have some type of connection. When you get Kamara back, that'll be a little bit of a difference maker. The running game's starting to get going. And when you have a, a quarterback that just doesn't collapse in the pressure and that could get the ball, even if it's a dink and dive type of play, this is the week that I think the Saints, if, if Andy Dalton stays, um, this is all predicated on if Andy Dalton stays a starting quarterback. I think the Saints start to turn a little bit I think the team believes in Dalton a little bit more. He's a little more. He's, he's a lot more consistent, um, and, and I think that's the answer at quarterback. The defense is, is a bend that bend don't break at this point. Minnesota was in the red zone. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but numerous amount of times, and they came up with field goals. The Saints defense gave them a chance to win. If Minnesota converts on, on even one of those touchdowns, you don't get that that opportunity to kick the sixty one yard field goal. And the, the the defense is keeping them in it. They need a quarterback that can keep drives going and and actually throw the ball to the correct team and stay on his own two feet but unfortunately that's Andy Dalton right now but I think this is the week that the Saints make that little turn I mean we've established now that that Michael Thomas doesn't want to play right I mean like he's he wasn't even anywhere to be seen in London and now a lot of the Saints reporters are saying oh he's got severe turf toe and he's maybe put be put on the IR and like dude it, it it's a, a toe injury and like the same guy who missed two years with a sprained ankle and it always seems to be these injuries happen whenever the team isn't playing well. This dude doesn't want to play, right? Like, we've established that now, right? 
Yeah, he's a, he's the he's the human version of the loser limp. You know, the loser limp is anytime you you know you get beat for a long ball, you you start grabbing your your, your hamstring or something that may have happened. Anytime that anytime there's a there's a fire in the kitchen, he, he's running the Saints. But at the same time, he showed up enough this year to show some teams that he still can play football. He just needs to. Uh, I, I mean, they need to shop him around and see what they can get for him. Headcase wide receivers, people love those guys. So he's he's got some value. Thursday night football was brutal last night. Oh, uh, it was so brutal that it was actually entertaining. You got Russell Wilson, who looks seventy back there playing for Denver in year one of a huge contract. You Matt, you got Matt Ryan, who is seventy, playing for the Colts and throwing the ball. Combined for the quarterbacks last night, we had zero touchdowns, four interceptions. We had twenty-one combined points. It was brutal. Bro, that was a stinker last night, but it was so bad that it was hard to turn away. It's kind of like a bad indie wrestling match. You have to watch that. Yep. You have one side, you can't complete a pass, and, the other, and on the Colts' side, you couldn't stay on your feet. Matt, Matt Ryan got sacked eight times last night, I believe, something, something along those lines. Um, you know, just a, a terrible a terrible outing for both teams, and then that's that's what you're getting on, on, on Thursday night. Casey, another absolutely scary moment in the beginning of that game um, when I, I believe it was Hines, a running back for the Colts. In your opinion, what's I, I, this is kind of made made a statement in one of our group chats. Like, there's no more injuries. It's like you're getting carted off the field at this point. What do you think attributes to all of that? I don't know, man. I I know this. I, I really think that what we need to do is we need to either eliminate these Thursday games or we got to make sure that the team playing the Thursday game is having a bye the week before and we're eliminating these short weeks because the the teams, as you said a minute ago, like they, they just can't go. It's it's too short of a turnaround. They just can't go. There's got to be a better way. My, my solution to this is, look, a couple weeks ago, we had two Monday night football games. I thought that was great. Let's get rid of the Thursday game. Let's have two Monday night games every single weekend. I think that would be cool. I don't know if they would do that. But I, I, Thursday night football is bad. It's hard to watch. And look, next Thursday, we got the Commanders and the Bears, which may be the worst football game in history. So, yeah, it's going to be tough to watch. And, and they don't line up the, the the best teams in the league aside from the first week of the season. You're not going to see the premier matchups. It, it's just it, it's almost like just to check a box to have a, to have a game on Thursday. Um, maybe college will be getting a little bit too, uh, too popular for them. Yeah, it, it's tough. The Pelicans played and have started preseason, and I, and I said it last segment of the show, look, if I want to make fun of Zion Williamson for being out of shape, i got to be willing to then sit here behind the microphone and say when he looks great. Right now, he looks great. Now, again, it doesn't excuse the fact that it took him four seasons to give a hoot, but he does look great right now. The Pelicans played well in the opener, and I'm knocking on wood, barring them staying healthy, they're going to be pretty strong. They're going to be in the middle of the pack, solid Western Conference playoff team, right? Casey, if you can remember this guy that I'm about to name drop, he was a preseason stud for the Saints at quarterback. His name was Tory Woodbury. Oh yeah. I don't know when that you remember so you remember you with me, right? Oh yeah. I love that guy. He ended up being my Madden franchise quarterback whatever year that he played. But he never played any meaningful snaps. He never played in the league. I don't know if he ever even made a, an actual fifty three man roster. But look, for me for me to get on the Zion train, you gotta do something when it means something. Not in a preseason game where nobody cares. He does seem to have that, that explosiveness back, which that's going to translate into a regular season game. But I want to see him healthy. I want to see him doing those things when the when the lights are on and when everybody's watching and when you got every 
national national media guy focusing on you. I want to see him do something when it counts before I get on on your side of the the microphone and your side of the bandwagon right there. But yeah, yeah like we talked about last week, you know, Pelicans were or AC tipsies and then played himself into an AC in the playoff in the play in and I, middle of the road. You know, if Zion stays healthy and he continues doing what he's doing now, maybe a little bit better than that, but. Again, you got to you got to get through these seasons to get to that championship level. It, it doesn't happen overnight, no matter no matter who you who you have, really. Thirty three days from now, the LSU men's basketball team will tip off their season, and the Pelicans are going to get a lot of the attention in Louisiana. I get that, but boy, I'm really excited to see Coach Mac, uh, Matt McMahon and that LSU men's basketball program. They had all the drama. Oh man, every single p- person on the team is in the portal quietly. They got most of them back out of the portal, and they added a bunch of transfers and a bunch of quality players on top of that. I'm super excited. Coach McMahon speaks very well. He understands the job. He understands his role. I think LSU men's basketball is going to be better than people think, and on top of that, I think women's basketball is going to be loaded to the gills. I think it's going to be a wonderful spring and winter out in the PMAC, bro. Uh, What's good about what McMahon's doing is there's no pressure this year, so he's got that. that that never happened in in this era. You were talking about the Broncos coach getting, uh, you know, a babysitter in the beginning of the season, and then he's on the hot seat of getting fired. He may not even make the season. It's rare in this age that McMahon's going to get that year or two to be able to build something, uh, and probably do it. He may do it a little quietly, um, but he's got those he's got those recruits, and and he's got those guys that came back that came from uh, Murray State where he was that that followed him. So that that tells you something as well. And then he's got the opportunity. He's got the big budget. He's just got to – we got to – you know, we talked about it six months ago or eight months ago, whenever this was going down. And he's got a, he's got guys that believe in what he's doing because the way the program's sanctioned at the moment, it's going to be tough, obviously, to to do something that, that that's on a, a grand level. But I think he's going to have – he has that opportunity to build. And I'm, I'm very, very anxious to, to be at the ground level of that. On the women's side, uh, I mean – Kim Mulkey does it like like nobody else, and it, it's great to have her in the uh, in the purple and gold for sure. Before I let you go, we got to talk some wrestling, bro. And maybe it's just because I've been you know war score you know war scorned and scarred and beat up over the years by WWE, and I love everything that they're doing. So I'm saying this just purely as a pessimist. The longer that we go with this White Rabbit stuff, the more and more I'm kind of sort of getting nervous that this is going to be a complete dud. Man, I hope I'm wrong. Look. WrestleMania, there was the rumors of Cody, and I got worried that Cody wasn't actually going to show up. He did. It was great. Uh, but the longer this goes on, I don't know. I'm starting to get a little scared, man. So I was in the same boat, and then I saw like a promotional picture of Alexa Bliss kind of opening the door and having a weird, creepy look on her face. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're bringing that whole thing back. So I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that it's, that it's going to be Bray Wyatt, but in the back of my mind, like you said, a little scorned. It also could be Seamus. <laughs> it could be Seamus. I like that, man. That's funny. Uh, before we let you go, anything boxing-wise that we got to pay attention to, man? Is anything happening right now? I know a lot of the big premier fights have, have happened in the last couple of weeks. Is there anything to look forward to as we get later in the fall? Nothing that I'm seeing off the top of my head, but now's the time for like those prospects to stay busy and, and kind of build that next great person, that next great fighter. A lot of the the main attractions are going to be there in the summertime, so just be on the look, look be on the lookout. Um, you know, uh, Crawford's Crawford. I don't, I don't know when that uh, that Crawford fight is, uh, Bud Crawford, but that's coming up. 
we talked about him a few weeks ago. He took a he took the low end of a of the money deal to get that fight made. So I'm not sure what that's probably the last big fight of the year. But look, keep a, keep an eye on those prospects, some of those uh, those Olympic hopefuls as well in, in the in the amateur game. I was listening to Ric Flair's podcast, and he's into business with Mike Tyson right now. They're doing some cannabis stuff together. Um, would and and he he's the one who brought this up that there were rumors of maybe Jake Paul and Mike Tyson in the future. If that were to take place, a do you think it would be a huge draw? I think it would. And then b would Jake Paul be able to hold up to that? Like I feel like Mike would beat the hell out of him. I don't want to see any of that. You don't want to see have that? You, have you? Have, no, absolutely not. Tyson's way too old. I. His fight with Roy Jones uh, was 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 hard on the eyes for sure. It was uh, he's just he's too old, man. He, and and that cannabis business that he's in, I'm sure, is not helping his health at all. That's not that's not something I'm interested in seeing at all. Not no not not getting any buy-in from me on that. Okay, but but if it were to happen, could the could the Paul brother even hold up to that, or or you know, do you think the Tyson's too far gone? He's gonna Paul would be more active and. It, it, I don't know. I don't want to see it. I don't even want to give a give a. I, I think Tyson could probably stand in there, and you know, the last thing that that goes in your in your your athleticism career in in the boxing game is your power. So there's always going to be that. I mean, he may be 80 years old and still be able to knock out a a, a full grown cow. You know, it, it, <laughs> he may never lose that. So I guess that's my answer. He still has a shot, but I think Paul would probably be too busy and run around and be able to stay away from from any type of uh, a brutal shot. But Casey, I, I, before we before we end this, man, I know we, we talked about Ric Flair's last match, and I, I keep hearing and reading that maybe that it wasn't his last match. That's another scary thought coming out of the wrestling world. Yes, it is, dude, because he, again, on his podcast this week, was Ricky Steamboat's about to have a quote-unquote last match, and Ric Flair was like, yo, I'm jealous. I want to do this again. You know, oh, bro, I was dehydrated. No, you weren't dehydrated. I mean, I'm sure you were, but you also blacked out because you're 70. Are, are older than 70. Yes, we don't need to see that again. No, I, and look, I, I hope it's not a sign of things to come. I guess in the wrestling game, if, if you if, if, a, if a retirement, um, I guess, match thing kind of catches fire for, for more than just those guys and those handful of guys, at least they, they get to kind of keep their – they get to, I guess, manipulate what's going to happen. But still, you got to get in there and, and put on a show and – Man, that 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 match was scary, and the fact that he's talking about doing another one is even is even scarier. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, brother, we thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, my dude, and uh, we'll chat next Friday. Okay. Absolutely, Casey. Thanks. Yep, that is Damien St. Pierre doing a wonderful job as always. <laughs> he came on uh, on the phone before we were on the air, and he said, "Man, you're fired up today. You're going off on everybody today. It's game day, brother. We're like we're on the weekends. We get amped up. We've got an LSU game to talk about." And I'll make some weekend predictions for that in the next segment of the show. But, yeah, we're a little juiced up, and we're always happy when we have Damien on to talk about everything happening in the world of sports. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to make our weekend predictions. There's a whole lot I think is going to happen. As you guys know here from listening on the show, most of it actually isn't going to happen. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. We get to then sit around on Monday and make fun of all my predictions. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. 
It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We've got another, oh, 15 or so minutes to spend. We're going to do our weekend predictions right here. We thank Damien St. Pierre and Chandler Guitros for their time throughout the course of the show. Thanks to you all at home for listening. My first weekend prediction comes from the world of college football. I think that the top 10 is going to be mostly unscathed this weekend with one exception. I think LSU is going to beat Tennessee tomorrow in Death Valley. Just not buying it with Tennessee. Don't think they're battle-tested. Don't think they've ran into anything like what they're going to run into tomorrow defensively. Every single defense that they've faced this season hasn't been worth a hoot. The LSU defense is worth a hoot. They're going to be able to slow down Tennessee. They're going to be able to get them off the field on third downs, and I think LSU offensively is going to be able to run the ball, 
control the game, and I think the Tigers are going to win, and I think they will be the Tennessee will be the only top ten team in the country that'll lose tomorrow because mostly the top ten schedule is brutal with you know the teams in the top ten being favored by 20, 30 points in many cases. So I think that Tennessee will fall tomorrow in Death Valley. Another prediction that I got from the world of college football is I think that tomorrow UCLA is going to beat Utah. UCLA is 5-0 quietly. They're the number 18 team in the country. They're getting 506 yards of offense a game under Chip Kelly. They got Thompson and Charbonnet and all the same guys that beat LSU last year. A lot of the same guys are returning, and they're facing Utah at home tomorrow. UCLA this season in five games, they've scored 45, 45, 32, 45, 40. They're going to score a bunch tomorrow, and I think they're going to find a way to get past the Utah team that since losing to Florida has been better, but they've also haven't faced anyone with a pulse since then. So give me UCLA tomorrow to roll past Utah in what I think would be a little bit of a mild upset. Next prediction, Georgia's going to get back right. They've played poorly now for two weeks in a row. Um, Georgia defeated Kent State in kind of a, a, what was a game that actually was still in doubt in the fourth quarter. And then they struggled past Missouri, nearly lost to Missouri. Auburn will be the elixir for that. Out in Georgia, Georgia's going to hammer them. Auburn won't move the ball at all. And Georgia's going to beat them 35-3, to you know, type. Very decisive, very sound victory tomorrow for the Bulldogs. They're going to cruise past Auburn without any issue whatsoever. One more weekend prediction. It's going to be a long 60 minutes tomorrow for Jimbo Fisher out in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Alabama is going to snot kick Texas A&M tomorrow. They're going to drop Texas A&M to 3-3 on the season. All the talk in the offseason, NIL this, NIL that, Saban throwing accusations, Jimbo firing back, Jimbo saying that Alabama cheats and that Nick Saban thinks that he's God and all that talk, you got to pay it back tomorrow. The rent is due tomorrow. Alabama's going to run it. They're going to throw it. And they're going to struggle early, right? Texas A&M's got a great defense. They're going to struggle early. But then that dam is going to break. And then Alabama's going to score, and they're going to score, and they're going to score some more. And Alabama is going to dominate Texas A&M tomorrow, dropping the Aggies to 3-3 three and three on the season. And that hot seat that Jimbo Fisher's sitting on right now is going to be in flames tomorrow after Alabama puts it on Texas A&M. Here's my wild card predictions. These weekend predictions for Major League Baseball. I like the Guardians to get by Tampa. I like the Cardinals to get by Philly. I like Seattle to upset Toronto. And I like the Mets to get by the Padres. Those are my weekend predictions for the wild card rounds in the Major League Baseball playoffs. I think the Cardinals are going to sweep. I think that the Guardians will win in three. I think the Mariners will win in three, and I think the Mets are going to sweep. I just don't see it with the Padres, man. They got all this talent. It hasn't worked out. I think the Mets at home are going to take care of business in some low-scoring games. NFL-wise, this pains me to say this. Cooper Rush is going to get humbled on Sunday against the Rams. The Rams have the big prominent defense, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and all the great pieces that they have. Rush has been good. He hasn't been great. He's been good. He's done the simple things well. He's done the easy things well. But against the Rams, he's going to have to do more. The Rams are going to come into the game desperate. They're 2-2. Two and two. If they drop to 2-3, and three, um, there are going to be a lot of birds chirping about them. I think the Rams are going to play more desperate, and I think they're going to beat Dallas, and I think that this will be the last game for Rush because after a loss, Jerry and the crew will then 
magically see Dak Prescott's thumb start to heal up a little bit. I like the Rams over the Cowboys, and I don't think Cooper Rush will play very well. I think the Saints are going to win, but it ain't going to be this lopsided blowout that a lot of people think. I think they're going to limp through the game, maybe get a field goal in the final minutes or maybe a late touchdown to pull away because Seattle offensively uh, with Geno Smith has actually been pretty good this year. I think New Orleans will play better and will get by, but it's not going to be the, the dominant win that many expect. And the last prediction that I got, Tampa Bay is going to beat Atlanta to high heaven. Tom Brady has not lost three games in a row in his entire Tampa career. He may not have lost three games in a row in his entire career. They've lost a few in a row coming in. Atlanta's 2-2. Two and two. They're playing pretty good ball. They're not going to be able to hold down an angry Tampa team. I like the Bucs to cruise past the Falcons at home, and we're looking at like a 28-10 to 10 type victory for Tampa in that one. It's play-by-play play here on KLEB. Let's catch our final break of the show. When we get back, we're going to make our weekend, not our weekend predictions, we're going to make our betting picks for Friday, and then we'll wrap up and send you guys into the weekend. Take care, everybody. Why am I signing off of the show? What am I doing? Let's go to the break, man. I, I'm keeping like I'm trying to wrap up the show. Let's catch a commercial break, and then we'll get our betting picks, and then it'll be time to wish everybody adieu. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Your life is mobile, so is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. I'm American Idol winner Lane Hardy with an important message for young people in my home state of Louisiana. Our electronic devices are an important part of our education and a way for us to stay informed and entertained. But using this technology also means being responsible with it. The Louisiana Cybersecurity Commission offers this advice. Limit the amount of information you share online and share it with trusted websites. When y'all get online, treat everyone with respect and help in preventing cyberbullying. Use different passwords for different accounts. Use a password combination that has varying characters. 
Don't browse the internet or read your email while logged onto your computer as an admin user. Try to keep all your software up to date. If you're a victim of cyber attack or cyber crime, call the Louisiana Fusion Center at 1-800-434-8007. For more online safety information, go to getagameplan.org. Hoorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849, Hoorah! Thank you. One more segment to go. We thank Damien St. Pierre for the time. We thank Chandler Guitros for the time. We thank you all for the time as well. Let's thank our sponsors one more time. Reminder, After the Lights presented by Grand Isle Shipyard will be after South Lafouche's game tonight with Assumption Coach Brian Colley and I will be literally sitting in my car and we'll be doing an hour of radio out there from the parking lot. We'll be wrapping up and getting scores and updates and everything happening in the area. Tonight's broadcast will be sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Dan Oss, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Um, also want to thank the Blue Boot Foundation, Bentz RV, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Dufresne Building Materials, Buzz Off, Rouse's Markets, and Golden Motors, all for their support and sponsorship of play-by-play is because of you guys that we're able to do this show every day, Monday through Friday, and we're continuing to grow. Some betting picks that I like, uh, i give you three as we're kind of up against the clock here. I like under seven runs tonight for the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Alec Manoa and Luis Castillo are throwing. Those are both premier big-time arms. So I think we're going to see a struggle. I think we're going to see like a three-to-two type ball game out there in Toronto. So I like under seven there. I also like tonight in college football, Nebraska to get a win, minus three over Rutgers. Nebraska's been in turmoil, but for God's sake, they're better than Rutgers, right? They're going to go on the road, play hard for their interim coach, Coach Mickey Joseph, and they're going to get a win covering the three tonight against Rutgers. Also in Major League Baseball tonight, I like um, over six runs for the Padres and the Mets. You Darvish and Max Scherzer are both premier arms, but these teams got some dudes who could stroke it a little bit. Six just feels too light. Um, I feel like we could have a four to three, five to four tie ball game. I think there's going to be some runs here between the Padres and the Mets. And I like an over six, just like I said, that's just too light of a number for my liking. Thanks to everybody for listening. It's been a wonderful week on play by play. It really has. We've had, I think five really good shows tomorrow. The sports corner, listen, y'all, the sports corner tomorrow will be live from nine 30 to like 10 50 ish. We're going to be accelerating our schedule. Why? Because LSU starts at 11 
ain't nobody wanting to listen to us while the LSU game is going on. So 9.30 to 10.50-ish or so is going to be an abbreviated show. Stan and I will be live. We'll be rocking and rolling, and we'll be talking about everything happening or recapping everything that happened in week six of the high school slate. That's it for me. I'm done for the day. I'm done for the week. I'll be back Monday with more play-by-play the same time as always. Uh, Next week, we're going to be hot and heavy breaking down power rating numbers and seeing where some of our local teams shake out. And we'll be recapping also where everything is headed in the world of local high school, college, and pro sports. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe on the roads. God bless you all. Go Tigers and go everybody else that you're rooting for. Hope it's a great weekend. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.